37, verse 23, down to verse 25. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. Though he falls, he shall, listen to this, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old. David is speaking, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for the word of the Lord that you have given me on today. We thank you, God, before all the family came over, you gave me the word. So I was not distracted. I was not overcome by any responsibility. Father, I heard you. Therefore, I speak what I've heard. Father, bless me now. Bless my vocal cords, bless my heart, bless my mind. Because none of it can be used for your glory unless you be in full participation in what you've allowed me to do on today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and take your seats. A um, couple of announcements. Uh, I didn't realize Lady Davis and Sasha paid attention to how I flow. They said, well, you do this, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this. And I do the same thing. So if you want to track me, I'm not, it's not that difficult to track me. Um, so uh, we'll be uh, having tomorrow, we will be having Pastor Carter and Roten's uh, homegoing service here at 11 o'clock. It's not mandatory. We have a staff here, so it's not mandatory for anyone to be here. But if you want to pay your respects, he was around here a lot, especially doing homegoing services because he helped a lot in the community. Uh, his viewing is today at Shady Grove Baptist Church. It was the first church I joined at 10 years old. They let me sing in the choir. They, they, didn't, even, they didn't even take me through any type of vocal lessons or anything. You know, I didn't, uh, what do they call that thing? You, 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 you sing to audition. I, I, they, they didn't even ask me to audition. All I had to do was be able to come up with a money, enough money to buy a white robe with a red sash around it. So I got my little white robe. You, can't you see me at 10 years old with my little white robe on my red sash on, sounding so bad? But they couldn't tell because I was up there with a lot of other people that couldn't sing. But that's where I, I uh, first, first membership, I was baptized at Shady Grove Baptist Church out in the Bradford area. And uh, that's where uh, Carlton Roden at that time, he was a, a deacon. He became their pastor, pastored them for several years and just redefined the church. Uh, but he passed away and uh, he's at home to be with the Lord. And, but we will celebrate his home going uh, here on, on tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And again, it's no pressure. I don't ever put pressure on people. A lot of times you can put pressure on people to do something they don't want to do, and then they become your worst nightmare. So never force people to follow you. Let them choose to follow you. Let them choose to follow you. Uh, I'm going to read out of, uh, out of the Amplified Psalms 34, I mean 37 and verse 23. Psalms 37 and verse 23 out of the Amplified. Uh, and it reads this way. The steps of a good or righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way and blesses his path, is what the word of the Lord says. Uh, success is sure, is my message. Success is sure. Success is sure. I've been teaching on faith. Um, I've been teaching on believing because that's who I am. Um, my first business card, that, that's that particular scripture, you know, in, in verse 23 out of Psalms 37, is, is what I had on my business cards. Because it was ever intention from the very beginning to be a good man. My, my, for my, ever since I can remember, my heart, and I don't know why I felt like that or thought like that, but from the very beginning, I always had a heart to be a good man. I haven't been the best that I wanted to be, but it's always been my heart to be a good man. As far back as I can remember, I just wanted to be a good man. Well, I'm going to give you a little information that's, that's going to be helpful to you. Because sometimes when you see good, you think of actually doing everything right. 
uh, but good in this particular scripture has to do with righteousness and not doing everything right. And I'm going to prove some things to you in scripture. I, I wrote this down. Uh, they don't have it, but they can type it and put it up there. And I think it's going to be helpful to you. Uh, it says, where there is error in doctrine, there, is, there will be weakness in living. Where there is error in doctrine, there will be weakness in living. I believe there is error in doctrine concerning righteousness and goodness. So there is a manifestation of weakness in living. You cannot have error in doctrine without having weakness in living. So whatever area is weak is an area, area where there possibly may be error in doctrine. Whenever you try, apply truth to an area, that area is now strengthened because you apply truth to it. doesn't matter how many people shout off of it. And, and so many now uh, who are in entertainment, they say what will get an arousement of emotion out of you, but it never empowers you. I've been very intentional, especially during a pandemic, is to preach truth to you because I need more than a shout out of you. A pure representation that you've been under my leadership is victory in your life. And victory can only come through truth. So that, that statement was written. You can, you can send that out through social media, do whatever you want to do with it. But the truth is true. So I looked at the fact, I looked at verse uh, 23 out of Psalms 37. And it says, the steps of a good man. I said, good man, good man, good man. So I had to go to the NIV. And I went to the Amplified, and I saw what I needed to see in the Amplified Bible. It says good and righteous. Then I look back at ordered. They are ordered by the Lord. They are ordered by the Lord. So that, I said, well, let me define order. Order is to arrange, to demand, to direct. It is to arrange. It is to demand. It is to direct. It is to arrange. It is to demand. It is to direct. So the steps of a righteous man are arranged. They are demand under the demand of God. And they are direct. So these individuals who may fall will get back up because wherever they step that was slippery or unstable, was ordered or arranged or directed or commanded by God. You think God can't keep you in a place that he commanded you to go? <laughs> you think God can't keep you and it was arranged by him? So every slippery step under his arrangement is a successful step. <laughs> under his arrangement, the slip was a benefit to you. Now, now I have to do something because I have to clear, clarify the sin issue. And, and right in the middle of what I'm doing, I'm going to do an altar call. You don't have to come to this altar. You come to Jesus, not, not, not these steps. Okay. Be because if, if you're not clear in doctrine concerning righteousness, the impossibilities of being good are slim. In fact, on your best day, you're not good enough. You can fast and pray all you want to. You can turn off your TV. <laughs> you can not even come out the house. But it still doesn't fix the sin issue. There's only one way to fix the sin issue. Only one way. Uh, Romans 3. Romans 3. Super Christian. There's only one way to get us to this place to where 
the goodness of God is going to be seen in our lives. And I don't need to get jealous of other folks. Some of us realize that we're good through Jesus Christ. Some of us trying to be good to attract Jesus Christ. You'd be surprised at how many people Jesus was attracted to, but it wasn't the church. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me streamers. Romans 3, verse 25, verse 26. And this is talking about Jesus. And the Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Rome. And this is what he says in verse 25. Whom God set forth as a propitiation, which is an atonement, by his blood, through faith, to what? Demonstrate his righteousness. Whose righteousness? His righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were, what? Previously committed, verse 26, to demonstrate at the, what? Present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. Break it down for me, preacher. Okay, I'll do it. Now, he was sent as Jesus Christ, as the atonement for your sins. He became the just one and the justifier to those who have faith, who believe. So, if you sinned and you believe that Jesus was the atonement for your error, then he now comes and covers your error. So when God sees you with your hands lifted, he sees Jesus who is clean. Because he took on your weaknesses and your fairities and your lies and your hypocrisy. He took all that on so that now you become that good and righteous person that's now set for success. It's difficult to believe for success when you're still in filthy rags, meaning your own righteousness. But it is the righteousness of Jesus Christ that gives us access to the best that God has for us in this earth. It is not your righteousness. You clean up real well, but your cleaning up cannot handle the penalty of sin. No, you don't. You don't wear miniskirts anymore. In some places, you don't go to anymore. In some, I went last night. But you here with me this morning? We gonna get you past that. We gonna get you past that. So there was no human ability that could handle this wrong that needed to be made right. See, you think God is just after you, you, and no more. That's not the truth. Jesus was sent to save the world from their sins, their unrighteousness. That includes all of us. He's not a black Jesus. He's not a white Jesus. He's not a Latino Jesus. He's not an Asian Jesus or whatever picture you got up in your house. Or whatever one you're kneeling to praying. You need to make sure it's the one that paid for your sins. Y'all still with me? People of faith are brought under the righteousness of Jesus Christ. People of faith. See, what, what you just heard. It takes faith to believe it. If you don't use faith to believe it, you're going to be punished for your past. That's how important it is to believe. Because if you can't believe what I just read to you, then you're going to be punished for the heinous things that you've done before you heard me preach this. But if you're able to believe this, then everything that you didn't get locked up for, 
We, we don't just have some ex-cons. You, you, you just got exonerated long before you went before the judge. So Jesus went and cleaned all your fingerprints. So when they brought forensics in, they couldn't find anything saying that you were there at that time. Only you and him knows you were there. Second Corinthians chapter five. See, see, Charles, they have to understand this. If they don't understand this, they'll try to judge you. The people who are judgmental against you don't understand that he covered them. That's why they're judgmental. He didn't show your stuff off while you want to talk about their stuff. He didn't hang you on the cross while you want to hang them on the cross. Second Corinthians 5, verse 21. See, if, if, if it was proper doctrine, it would be more love in the church. It would be more acceptance in the church. It'd be more acceptance in your household. You, you want to know why you don't give them a break? It's because you don't know what kind of break you've been given. <laughs> Once I got a revelation, I said, well, it's good or bad. Lady Darlene, girl, you steal my wife. <laughs> Being a wife is not performance driven. It's faith driven. Second Corinthians 5, verse 21, reads this, this way. For he made himself who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, if he sinned, why should we be sinned? He became sin, we became righteous. He became sin, we became righteous. While he was righteous, we were still sin. But when he became sin, we became righteous. Whether you know how to wear that suit or not. He became what was judged, nailed, whipped, nailed to the cross, and then released us. He was our scapegoat. Released us into freedom to see what we were going to do with our freedom. So if, if he's our weakness, why shouldn't we wear strength? If he became our curse, let me put the curse on the left side, I'm right-handed. If he became the curse, why don't we receive the blessing? If he hang out there alone between two thieves, why don't we gather in fellowship in close relationship? Why are you trying to judge who you're going to hang with? He served those who were less fortunate and then he died between those who were considered less fortunate and then took one with him. Now, now, now let me do my altar call and I'm going to get to my three points and I'm done. For those of you who, who are out there that's never understood the message, you've seen and experienced religion but never understood that Jesus took off his righteousness and placed it on you. Nothing about receiving this righteousness is performance driven. 
It is faith driven. If you can believe this day that Jesus has paid for every heinous thing that you've done, this day based on your belief, he will take the muck and the mire and the darkness of sin off of your life and put the glorified body of righteousness on you. If you can believe this day. Through this prayer, what it does, it removes the sentence of death. It moves you into a place of life that when you breathe your last breath, you will not go to a tormented place, but you'll go to a glorified place. If you would pray this prayer with me, I assure you that everything that represents your past, your sins, your weaknesses is now removed from your life completely. The Bible speaks of it being into the sea of forgetfulness. The only ones that remember it is you and the ones you've done it with. But God will no longer remember your weaknesses and your error. He will only remember what he promised through his son, Jesus Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me for my weaknesses and sin. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to be punished for all weaknesses and sin of mankind. I am mankind. But I believe that Jesus is my savior. Jesus, come into my life. Live through me. Be my Lord and my savior. I publicly confess that you are my king. I am saved. Amen. Stunned. It's done. It's over. No more shame. Not tormented in my mind. I take away the legal right of every tormented spirit. We tear up the contract. The blood of Jesus has covered it. And release you into your freedom. If you're streaming, go ahead and text in. Save 2021 at 48, 48, 48. Save 2021. 4848. They got a number up there now instead of 4848. Whatever that means. Dial that. You are therefore now. Under no condemnation. So you can live in what I'm preaching. You can live in what I'm preaching. All right. Number one. No matter what they say about you. It's about what you believe about you in Jesus Christ. When we are positioned in goodness or righteousness, moving forward is not a risk. When we are positioned, all I've done was position you so that moving forward is not a risk. God is calling us forward. We're only afraid when we feel like we're sentenced. The only reason people don't move is because they think something in the past is going to trip them up. When we covered your past, we position you in goodness and righteousness. You are now in the goodness and righteousness of Jesus Christ. 2022 will not be you sitting. 2022 
will be you moving. Somebody say, I'm on the move, I'm on the move, I'm on the move. The only reason you were held up is because you believed that on your way you will be punished. The punishment took place on the cross 2,000 years ago. Now it's up to you to move forward into the life that God ordained for you before the foundations of the world. Sasha, they've been watching me. And it's been good for my enemy's sake that the pandemic has hid my progression. They have no idea how much I've progressed over the last two years. Because they're always looking at something that God is not in. Even you, they have no idea how much you have progressed in this pandemic. Because it's hard to see success in a pandemic. But the announcement of your success is about to be made. They have been physically looking for it. And the pandemic has been the disguise. And removed their attention away from what God was working on the whole time. They thought during the preparation time for Moses for 40 years, they thought he was dead in the wilderness, but he was getting prepared in the wilderness. During this pandemic, there's been a lot of preparation, a lot of sorting through, a lot of strategies that have been put together during the pandemic. So everybody wasn't at the table, but the right people were at the table. Everybody wasn't at the church, but the right people were at the church. Everybody wasn't in the meeting, but the right people were in the meeting. Because God has strategically moved to a place to where whatever enemies come here won't ever stop you because you're already there. I'm going to say that again. Whatever enemies that will attack you low, you're too high for them to handle you now. Don't, don't worry about your opponents. They don't have the strategy to stop your elevation. Their planning abilities for, yes, were for yesterday, they didn't know you were in today. <laughs> see, see, I got to show them, I got to show them. Jesus paid the price for everything that happened yesterday to give you a today. Your enemies did not plan for your now moment. They used to be able to criticize you and stop you. Now their criticism motivates you. Yeah, when pressure comes, pressure makes us better because we understand that the pressure doesn't work against you. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and verse 28. So here it is, Paul is talking to Rome and when Paul is talking to Rome, he's getting them out of this judgmental state, moving them in because they didn't think Rome qualified. They didn't think you qualified, but through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, they don't know what's about to come forth now they understand they don't understand history that's where the Roman Catholic Church came from it was a fact of the matter that Paul taught them so well they begin to govern everything the devil is a lie saying we're not going to govern and we're under the righteousness of Jesus Christ the Roman government the Roman Catholic Church they they, they governed the, the government they governed they chose every leader they chose everything because they govern everything I want to get you ready because some of y'all think you're peasants. You're not a peasant. You're under the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And you got to understand the power and the authority that you're functioning in. The Roman Catholic Church understood. You counted us out, but he counted us in. While they were going after the Jews, y'all came after the people of Rome, the Gentiles. Some of y'all don't understand that you're a Gentile and you're so excited about worship because you get a chance to worship in somebody else's place. Somebody that thought they had it cornered. Somebody that thought they had it taken care of. Now, all of a sudden, whoop, there it is. You got their place. Don't you ever deny your opportunity to worship. Don't you ever think that you got to keep your hands down because you got to pass. No, no, you've been grafted in because somebody said no and you said yes. I 
love to come behind people who reject the best of things because when they reject the best of things I step into the greatest of things some of you don't understand that you're in a great place right now some of you don't understand you just took this space some of you don't understand you just got an upgrade some of you don't understand that God chose you out of frustration with them and since God now has you in that place I want to tell you something you need to celebrate it you need to cherish it you need to be faithful to it because God gave you that place. Somebody say forward. People love for you to look backwards because it slows down your momentum. They're competing with you and you're not even competing with them. Some of y'all didn't even know you got competition from somebody you thought was your homie. That's why you got to dress in righteousness because you, you got somebody that was cool with you down there. But when you started getting up because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ and believing the message that you heard. It's about believing the message that you hear. And then you started talking about the best. That's all they talk about is that, that stuff. I don't know who that man is. That's Stephen A. Davis. He thinks he's something. I started him a website. Yeah, for all the people who are about to come up, you go ahead and stay down there. But there's some people that are about to move that need a Stephen A. Davis. I ain't got to put no title on my name. I believe that I receive and my name is going to help people because God brought me into this world. He ordained me. He has anointed me so that I can be a blessing to people like you. who always pull up your past don't have a future. Those who always pull up your past it's, they're doing it because they don't have a future. Because if they had a future they'd be too busy working on their future to be picking out your past. There's a level of wisdom and anointing on me now and a devil in hell can break. There's something flowing through me that makes every religious devil mad. But they can't stop it because it's already moving. Because y'all already employed. Y'all already made your first step. If you make one step, go ahead and make you another step. You believe one day, go ahead and believe every day. You overcame one hurdle, go ahead and overcome every hurdle. No weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper. And it's your belief system that's going to get you over. You didn't quit. That's why you're listening today. If you had quit, you never would have turned me on. You never would have came the day after Christmas. We about to show some folks some stuff. I'm telling you right now, the glory of God is about to be seen on your life. You're about to accomplish some things nobody thought you were capable of. They're going to hear your name and they say, well, I think I know them. I went to school with them. I think I lived in the neighborhood with them. But they didn't realize how capable you were until I opened up this word and told you you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, the assurance came on on the inside of you. As God can use them, God can use me. Are y'all ready to be used? I feel an evangelistic anointing coming on this ministry, coming through this streaming. You'll be like, you're about to be like the woman that was at the well. You're about to go back to Samaria and bring the whole city back to hear the word of the Lord. You were wondering why God brought you in here. You were wondering why God picked you and you had all that stuff going on. God picked you because you would appreciate the one you met at the well. Number two, only got three, only got three. Number two. See, Lawrence, they, uh, they kind of teach you in some ministries and some religions to, to go after the wealthy people. You know, well, uh, I just didn't feel that way because I'm attracted to people who are hurting and people who are down and out. 
The Lord said, make those people wealthy. So take a broke, busted, and disgusted, I don't know what to do with my life individual, and start preaching truth over them and let them rise up and become millionaires and billionaires. That's the anointing that's on my life right now. I ain't going after somebody that's already got it. Give me those that don't have it. Let me work this word. And all of a sudden things start. Now take, give me one of those that was psychotic, about to lose it, need to be in an institution. Let me start speaking into their lives and let them go back and take over the world. See, my anointing is to speak into what was dormant. <laughs> so you give me somebody that this is their last hope. This is the last man I'm going to believe in. This is the last church I'm going to believe in. Give me those kind and watch me teach and preach till you come so far up. You don't even know how you got there. Some of y'all are coming up by leaps and bounds right now. By the end of this service, we'll be in possibly the next 10 minutes. You're going to be so elevated above the things that have been oppressing you and making you feel bad. That thing don't even exist anymore. You go do the work that God called you to do. I am authorizing you and deputizing you and releasing an importation in your life that you will stand up and get the work done of the kingdom. Now, God has you by the hand in every season. Because, because he has arranged this step. He has directed this step. He has commanded this step. And so he has to hold you by the hand. Because he, he, he ordained Peter. He said, Lord, bid me to come unto you. And he said, come. So he became responsible when he told him to come. When Peter started sinking, there would be moments when you think you're going to sink. That's when the hand of the Lord... It's going to reach to you and grab a hold of you and ask you, why for did thou, thou doubt it? And he's going to pull you up and not carry you back to the boat, but he's going to walk you back on what you were sinking in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you've been sinking in. But the hand of the Lord is going to grab you today. The hand of God is going to grab your hand today. And he is going to walk with you in what seems to be unknown territory. And you're not going to fail. Because if you fall according to scripture, he has to get you back up again. They wonder why I do what I do. They wonder why it seems to be the decisions that I'm making. It is not my decisions. It has been arranged. It has been commanded. It has been directed. So now he is responsible. There's a way to get God so responsible to you that you never live a day without him. If you follow his arrangement day by day, you will sense his hand day by day. I have not done ministry without him. I have not done ministry without him. I will not do life without him. Lord, just hold my hand. Some of y'all, that's been your prayer. Lord, just hold my hand. Walk me through. Because see, when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you got to hold his hand. Some of you are walking through family members being lost. Some of you are walking through wages being lost. But if you keep holding his hands, the wages are going to be greater than they were before you walk through. The relationships are going to be covenant relationships when you get to the place that he has for you. For every relationship that you thought was good because he's holding your hand, you are in store for a great relationship. I don't know. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what kind of relationships you had a lot of confidence in and it failed you. 
But I hear the spirit of the Lord said the relationships that are coming while you're holding his hand are going to be some of the greatest relationships and most productive. Those are going to be the relationship where the iron sharpens iron in your life. Because if they can't hold his hand, they won't be able to grab your hand. Number three, and I'm done. You don't have to tell anybody, but just say, this is getting very exciting. I messed around, I messed around over the last couple of weeks and realized, hey, there's some people that believe what you preach. There's some people who are exercising what you're preaching and teaching. And I said, that's all I need to hear. Let's go with this thing. Let's get it, let's get it done. Because see, all your, your, your responsibility is to believe. That's all you have to do. My responsibility is to get a word from the Lord that you will believe in. So your belief system is going to, it's going to activate all this stuff that God has for you. I am giving you the keys to the kingdom. You've been, you, at whatever age you are, you're about to become the most effective you've been in your entire life. You're about to move in something that you have never experienced before because you're choosing to believe. Number three, number three, number three. You have to live long enough to see what God will, <laughs> that God will not fail you. You have to live long enough to see that God will not fail you. What do you mean? David said in Psalms 37, verse 25, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. So if you live long enough, sometimes they just say, live, 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 live. See, so many people die before they see it. David said, no, I was young. Now I know. I've never seen those who are in right standing with God forsaken. Somebody said, well, I had some bad times, but you're not dead. So if I'm not dead, I'm guaranteed some good times. How many people been through some rough times, but you're still alive? I will celebrate my good times right there. You had to give me some good times. Because I kept living when others were dying. I made a statement about being a blessing to your children. I'm talking about those who are trying to do the right thing, those who have good stewardship over whatever you give them. That's what I'm talking about. You don't, you, you know they already, uh -huh. you don't need to waste God's resources. But the Bible says, nor his descendants, his heirs begging bread. If that girl right there plays it right, she will never be a beggar. If you play it right and you attach yourself to the message that I'm preaching, you have seen, if you were a beggar, you have seen the last of those days. Begging will not transition with you over into 2022. I'm going to say that again. Begging will not transition with you over into 2022. I'm going to say it again for the Holy Ghost. Begging will not transition with you over into 2022. I hear things about legacy uh, read over and over at homegoing services. They left their legacy. We're maintaining their legacy. This is legacy, what I just read to you. If, they, if they're begging after I'm gone, my legacy was not intact. 
But if they're believing the message that I live by and I conquered every insecurity, every demon, every every conspiracy I overcame, and they're start they're living like that, now they're upholding the word of the Lord that was spoken over my life. If you really understand Abraham, who was Abram, came became Abraham, and then Isaac, they had some of the similar some similar issues that took place. They were similar. So those of us who are showing, who are heirs, we were have similar issues but we will all have tremendous victory because if the same issue comes my way if my daddy overcame that issue then I will overcome that issue all I need is some history of my daddy overcoming and some of y'all your history some of y'all the recipients of history some of y'all gonna do what your father's done some of y'all going to overcome, overcome what your fathers overcame. Some of y'all going to overcome what your mothers overcame. Some of y'all, what your mother didn't defeat, you're going to defeat it. And your daughters are going to be the recipients of that breakthrough. Somebody got to give me a witness. God blesses from generation to generation to generation. And what doesn't whip us in this generation can't whip them in their generation. I came to tell somebody as I'm closing it down, if we floor that devil today, your descendants will never have to fight what we defeat today because we got a word, we got an anointing, we got righteousness on us. And therefore, what came against my house can't conquer her house because I pit the devil down in my house. talk about it because we are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Sasha, we'll talk to you a little bit later. Uh, but we got to talk about something that you don't know nothing about. Let David get your mic. And Sasha thinks she knows everything. And much of what we do, she does know. Come on, Lady Davis. So all of y'all who think that those who are righteous don't have any encounters. And those of y'all who have decided to be in religion and stay stuck where you never have any other encounters. So, Lady Davis, I want you to tell them what we've been walking through for the last two, three weeks. As... Um most of you know, my, my mom did pass away on November the 22nd, 2021 of renal failure, kidney failure. So that being said, we're processing through that. And then so when I go to my checkup for my thyroid, my, some of my blood work comes back abnormal. And the blood work that came back abnormal was kidney. Devil is alive. That's exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. And I said, Devil, you rode my mother with kidney failure until her death, but I refuse to let you get on me and ride me. I said it in the doctor's office. I told the doctor no. All my tests are gonna come back normal. So from there, I told my husband, I tell him everything. He's the only one that I do tell everyone about except the Lord. I wanted to spare Sasha and our other daughters any worry during the Christmas season. They're still grieving as well. So I have to go. He sets up for me to have a kidney scan. I went and had a kidney ultrasound last Wednesday morning. And my best friend, my hubby, was right there beside me. So we went and we had the kidney scan done. And we've been processing all through Christmas. What are these test results going to be like? But we stood on the word of God and we, we held hands together and we prayed and we believed the goodness of the Lord. So on the way to church this morning, I just happened to look at my emails and I got emails today that said all my tests are normal.
of the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord said, I will deliver them out of them all. We didn't say the weapon won't form. God just said it won't prosper. That's what we were dealing with. While I had my family at my house, that's what we were dealing with. But on the way to the house of God this morning, we opened up the email. I said while we were on our way to the Lord's house to give him praise, to give him glory, we opened up the email. The email said everything's clear. of Jesus Christ. So whatever you're facing right now as the righteousness of Jesus Christ be ye healed. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together remember our five goals serving the needs of families reaching the lost, equipping the saints, reaching the nations and transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more visit our website at refreshfamily.church